Welcome to the In God She Trust podcast with your host, Kitchen Cooper. And I sound like a frog or a dude, whichever one floats your boat. Um, you know, because I got sick. I knew it was going to happen. Um, I've been like running 100 miles an hour for the last three weeks. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to get sick. And then I started feeling it. And I was like, no, I'm not going to get sick. And then I woke up the next day and I'm like, I'm sick. So, you know, <clears throat> you guys get to deal with um, my cough drop in my mouth little like really disgusting ASMR for y'all um and you get to deal with my voice but you know it's fine because I have my friend Jesslina back with me because why not it's gonna be so much fun and we have no idea what we're talking about and those are always my favorite episodes is when we don't know what we're gonna talk about oh um find us on social media or find me on social media I don't know us whatever find Find the pod on social media. We are In God She Trusts Podcasts on Instagram and In God She Trusts on a Facebook page. And um, if you feel so inclined to give to the ministry because you find value in it, you can cash up us at In God She Trusts Ministries. And if you don't find value in it, that's fine. But, um, it, you know, share it to somebody you think might get value from it. We're just, you know, I'm just trying to be obedient and share stuff the Lord wants me to talk about with people and just, you know, talk. Sometimes I feel like I'm kind of talking out of my butt, but you know, sometimes I really try to do my best. So anyways, hi, Jesslina. Hey. How's it going? It's great. How's it going? It's going. I'm very busy, very tired, but I'm very good. So <laughs> I know you've been going like a thousand miles a minute. Oh, dude. Yeah. I'm almost done. Dance recital is going to be this weekend. Um, not the week that it's released, of course, but um, the weekend that we are in the week now. I don't know. My brain is taking a lot longer to load too. <laughs> and so my mouth moves faster than my brain can think. So <laughs> it's great. <clears throat> but yeah, you're good. About to get smacked by this mic over here, man. You're good. You're good. You can pull it closer, further away from you. What, whatever you need, it's fine. It's fine. So yeah. What are we talking about? <laughs> so... When we were praying, you know, the Lord really led me to, like, pray about um, friendships, you know, relations. And once we say, like, relationship, we automatically think of, like, you know. Romantic. Exactly. And it's, yeah. it can't always be romantic. It has to be platonic sometimes because we yep. are relation people. Yep. You know, and I think that a majority of the people that listen to our, to, like, this podcast is female. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and females tend to be, by all standards, relational people. Yeah, just humans in general. Yeah. So that's the topic of the day. Well, yeah. And then it'll probably go into seven different rabbit holes. I know. You know knowing us. So, you know. How we do it, man. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to cry this time. <laughs> you totally are, but that's why. <laughs> Shut your face. Vulnerability is a superpower. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good place to be. <clears throat> so. Which one do you want to be today? pot or the kettle both i'm just kidding <laughs> we say that to each other when we're like you need to be vulnerable and we're like are you the pot calling the kettle black or the kettle calling the pot black which one are you today vulnerability is a hard thing though it is like and i you know you wouldn't think it would be such a scary thing for people and um or or me but you know it it is a it is a scary place and but the thing is is like when you're if you don't allow yourself to be vulnerable you can't actually ever be fully known by somebody. And I think that's the entire point of relationships is to be <clears throat> fully known by people. And so 
um, vulnerability is necessary. It's, it's not an option. I think it's a requirement. Mm -hmm. If you want, um, fulfilling deep and meaningful relationships. Absolutely. I mean, let's be honest. Like how many times have you had like those really gut wrenching conversations, Mm -hmm. you know, where I tell you like all this stuff and you're like, okay, well, here's all my stuff. Mm -hmm. And we're right there. Like, Oh, okay. We still love each other. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. You know, and let me just be emotional for a second. Right. And that's in every relation, Mm -hmm. you know, we get always accused of having like multiple best friends. Mm -hmm. And then we're like, wait, 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 wait. You're my bestie, bestie. Mm -hmm. But this other person also knows me the way you do. Mm -hmm. But we know each other on a whole different level. Right. You know? Yeah. Each relationship, you have the same person, you know, but just with different people, you're going to have different dynamics. Right. And it's so beautiful to see that in flourishing and actual God-centered friendships. Yeah. God-centered relationships, you know? Yep. And our pastor knows, like, my whole past. And I'm there like, okay, <laughs> when are you going to kick me out? And he's like, Jesslyn. Yeah, Jesslyn. <laughs> and he just wanted to be like, uh, Jesslyn, uh. But, you know, it's fine. Pastor's great. I, I love him to death. And he just tells me, like, you're not the first person I've had this conversation with. Yeah. And it only makes me think, oh, my gosh, like, how many people have come up to pastor and tell them, like, their whole life? Oh, yeah. I remember when I told pastor my past, I was like, oh, man. Right. I'm like, he's going to see me in such a totally different light. But he totally totally doesn't. And that's the thing. I think that's a lie that we tell ourselves or we, we allow the devil to plant in our head is if you tell them the truth, they'll leave or they'll judge you. And so a lot of times people... And when I say people, I also mean me. People don't want to be vulnerable because it's fear of um, having shame placed on them, having somebody look at them differently, having somebody leave. Um, you know, there's a, it's, you know, the, the unwillingness to be vulnerable is truly based in fear. And I can speak this out of personal experience. Um, I'm, I'm okay with being vulnerable to my friends. And to my family, it is a, it's a different thing when you ask me to be vulnerable with somebody I'm in a relationship with. When you put me in a romantic relationship setting, that vulnerability is a lot harder. And you wouldn't think it would, you would think it would just cross over. Like, oh, if I'm, if I'm vulnerable with my best friends, I should be able to be vulnerable, <clears throat> um, you know, like with a romantic partner. But it's a different story when you, when you put that like romantic um, label on it. Um, and I'm not exactly sure why that is. Cause I know a lot of other friends of mine who have that, who have that same issue. So like, I, I remember, um, like when Caleb and I first started dating, um, I'm sure he like knew of my past. Cause like he had like looked up my podcast and stuff like that. So I'm sure he had listened to an episode, but there was something in me that was like, I have to tell him, you know, like I need to tell him, you know, my past or whatever like that. And there was like this, it took me, I'd have to say a good th- three weeks to build up the courage <laughs> in order to tell him. And, um, and I, I like, I knew he would, he would react the way that he did. Yeah, I mean, he was he was amazing. He was just like, 
you're a new creation in Christ. And he's, you know, he, it was, he, he, he was beautiful about it. But for some reason, there was like this tiny little voice. that's like, Oh no, no godly man's going to want a piece of used baggage, you know? And sometimes like, that's like how we even see, um, or how I viewed godly women friendships. Absolutely. You know, it's like, you know, when you, when you come with baggage and you come with, you know, a past that's riddled with <clears throat> crap, you know, um, and you're, you're trying to seek out godly relationships, there's always this like fear of, are they going to view me differently? And they don't want to be around me because, you know, they're afraid that I'm still that person or yada, yada. And I think that's rarely the case. And if somebody reacts badly to your past or whatever um, and doesn't give you that grace, then that's not the relationship for you. Right. But it's still that, like, weird fear. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I know, like, not hearing – I know hearing me, I don't sound like an ex-gangbanger, but there's pictures, there's tattoos on me where I'm like, ugh, like the one on my finger, Uh (laughs) you know? And there's times where, like, I do have that look of, like, by all means, yeah, find out. Yeah. My pronouns are find out. <laughs> <laughs> Try me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it was really funny. Um, one of my bridesmaids, her husband, we were at Life Group. Yeah. And he was like, I could never see that. And mm-hmm. you've even told me. I've, I see it, but I don't see it. I see, I, I see it more now, like, when you get mad. And I'm like, oh, there it is a little bit. Yeah, there she is. <laughs> yeah, like there was one day that I called Jesslina and she was very not happy. And I was like, this isn't the voice of Jesslina. I was like, I was like, I literally said, okay, it's time to put gangster Jesslina away. <laughs> and it's time to bring out Christian Jesslina again. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I, and I was just like, can you just start praying in the spirit, please? You need to put the, you need to put the gangster away. Like, put the crazy <laughs> back, back in, in the, the box. box. <laughs> That's what we say to each other all the time. Put the crazy back in the box. But, you know, but it's like that weird, you know, just dynamic where you're just like, this is interesting. And it's pretty funny. Like now people are like, I don't see it. And it's like, oh. But it's because it's the Lord that has done so much of a transformation. And it's like, we can change on our own to a certain extent. But like when you really hand over your life to the Lord, that is where true transformation and change happens. And it's because like, I mean, I, I've seen people and I've even like been this person myself where you've tried to change yourself so much, but you just get to a certain point. You hit a dead end. You hit a block. And it's because you can only do so much in your own will and in mm-hmm. your own strength because mm-hmm. there are limits to our humanness. But once you invite Christ in, that's where the limits are taken off. Absolutely. I mean, I was speaking to one of my friends yesterday from Arizona when I was in a different atmosphere Uh atmosphere Mm -hmm. (laughs) atmosphere and they told me i saw your picture Mm -hmm. and that murderous spirit that anger that was like reside like it resided in you like you gave Mm -hmm. that legality is no longer there we just see like the jesus in you and it's like it's not me girl (laughs) this is it is the it is jesus it is jesus because there's times where i'm like what key tree actually had did a funny. What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> We're like I, a, I pulled a prank on her. It was not a nice prank because 
I just wanted to see how she would react. And then she like popped off and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, calm down, calm down, calm down, calm down. I was like, okay, I just learned to never do that again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but what's funny is though, is like, yes, like Christ comes in and like does a, and does a work, but I think it's so, super important that, um, we surround ourselves with godly friendships and with godly relationships. Absolutely. Because once again, like I said, um, or not like I said, like the Bible said, the the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Mm. And so if we're not in that godly-based community, surrounded by godly people, people who are filled with the spirit, and not just people who claim to be Christians and then don't live like it, I'm talking about actual Christ followers, right? Mm-hmm. Their livelihood, how they walk, how they talk, everything is based in how, in being a disciple in Christ. Because <clears throat> I... Um, you know, you become the five people that you are around the most. <laughs> yes. And so that's why I think it's so very important to um, not just hear how they talk because everyone can talk a good talk. But um, eventually the walk will catch up with the talk. That part. Um, the Lord led me right now to 1 Corinthians thirteen eleven. When I was a child... I talk like a child. I thought like a child. I reason like a child. <clears throat> when I became a man, I did away with my childish things. And that reminds me so much of how we can sit there and consistently say, oh my gosh, you know, we're, we're believers, this and this and this and that. But where is your action? Right. Well, and it says in the Bible that um, they will know us by our love. And you can't fake love. You can't, you can fake kindness. You can fake niceness. Um, but true, genuine love, you cannot fake. And so um, if the heart is changed, the behavior can only be changed to a certain extent, right? Right. But um, I can't remember the scripture, but it says they, they, that we are, we are to um, not judge people based on their fruit, but it's like see the fruit of their lives and then you can kind of like, base who they are based on the fruit. So I'm just like, okay, do they have the fruit of the world or do they have the fruit of the Holy Spirit? And those are the people that I want to be around the most. And it's not, you know, that I don't want to be friends with people who are secular or anything else like that. You're just, you just might not be in my five closest, closest circle, right? If, um, you know, I have many friends who are not believers and that's, you know, that's, that's their choice. Um, but, the, the people that I'm going to be talking to the most, the people I'm going to be around the most are going to be people who are like-minded, people who are filled with the Holy Spirit, people who are godly, because ultimately our relationships should point us to Christ and push us toward Christ. And relationships, specifically romantic ones, um, a marriage is what I'm talking about. It's, there's, th- those relationships are there to make us holy. Absolutely. There's always that one saying, like, if you're running towards Jesus, then you don't need to look back because the one that's for you will be running in front of you, before you, Mm -hmm. trying to make you catch up, you know. And I have to give my husband credit where it's due. Mm -hmm. That man will pray for everyone. Like, he has so many people on his heart. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's so beautiful to see him go into his war room 
Mm-hmm. And just start praying in the spirit for people. He prays for you. He prays for Caleb. And it's so sweet because I'm like, I love that. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but anytime that I want to like put somebody in check or something like that, mm-hmm. he's like, okay, let's think about this. Mm-hmm. Is it really worth it? But mm-hmm. they said this about me. Yeah. Did you see Jesus going out there and checking people left and right when they were speaking about him? Mm-hmm. And that made me bawl my eyes out. Yeah. Because as people, I'm talking for myself here. Like I'm a, I come from a very prideful culture. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> don't you dare speak on my name. Like how dare you? Yeah. And it was around the environment I was in. Yeah. Well, you, and that's what you're, you know, if that's what you're um, built up in, that's normal. Absolutely. But having the friends I have now, like especially you, when I'm like, this is what's said about me. You're like, okay. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Or when you told me that something was sounding about, I'm like, <gasps> mm-hmm. okay, what are like, gonna, what, what's it going to change? Yeah. You know who you are. Yeah. We know who you are. Yep. And especially above everybody knowing who you are, the Lord knows who you are. The Lord yep. knows who I am. Yep. So it was leaving those people behind. Yep. And don't get me wrong. I still pray for them. I still yep. love them. But sometimes loving somebody from afar is what needs to happen. Boundaries. You know, sometimes, exactly, sometimes loving someone from afar, when they are not edifying the word, when they're Mm -hmm. not edifying your relationship and pushing you towards Jesus, Mm -hmm. pushing you to go back to the word and be biblical about it, it's going to stumble you. And I refuse to be a stumbling block to anybody. Mm -hmm. I refuse it. Right. Well, and then there are just sometimes that um, relationships just run their course. Yeah. You know, and sometimes um, I can't, I, this is obviously not scripture, but there was a, a thing that I saw on Facebook that's like sometimes people come into the, to your life for a chapter. Yep. And sometimes they're there for the whole book. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's, you know, that's really, that's really big. You know, I mean, I've had, some, you know, a lot of friends in my life that we were super, super close at one point and then life just took us in different directions or certain life choices took us in different directions or, you know, whatever, like what have you. But, um, the biggest thing for me is I, we, we trust our flesh too much as Christians. I think we think that, Oh, I, I used to struggle with this. I no longer do. Um, sometimes we get too comfortable with, um, testing that theory. And so that's why I surround myself with friends who are like, uh, uh-uh, let's not even go there. Like, don't even go there because we, f- we trust our flesh way too much, mm-hmm. way too much, way too much. And so it's like, no, no, no. Like you're, you, you used to deal with that, but you don't deal with that because you constantly have a chokehold on that issue, you know, or surround yourself with people that are going to help hold you accountable. And, um, a lot of times we think that relationships both friendship, uh, friendships and romantic mean, um, you have to agree with everything I say. You have to agree with everything I do. You have to love me no matter what. And it's all based on my happiness, my joy, my, this, my, whatever. And that's not the case. Any true relationship platonic or otherwise 
There's going to be bumps in the road. You're going to have arguments. You're going to have fights. You're going to have this stuff. And it's not because they're not your friend or they don't love you. Sometimes it's like, it's just being human and you have to figure that out. But in America specifically, it's like, oh, you did me wrong once. I'm okay with cutting you out forever and moving on. Be like, okay, well then you're never going to have any actual true meaningful relationships if they do one thing wrong and you just ax them. That's why the divorce rate is so high. Is because people go into marriage thinking that it is all about being happy when it is actually everything about becoming holy. And I'm once again speaking on this in a under the Bible, biblical terms, right? Mm-hmm. Marriage is supposed to reflect Christ in the church. So the man is supposed to love his wife as Christ loved the church, which means laying down his life for her. And women are supposed to um, submit to their husbands as they do unto the Lord, which also, when you submit to somebody, which also means you kill part of yourself for that person. And um, I, I can't, I, th- I think it was Tim Ross who was talking about it. He said, your spouse is one big giant mirror showing you everything that you didn't see in your singleness about yourself. It's showing you you're selfish. You, you speak to people like this when you get, when you get stressed, you're lazy. You don't like to do that, you know, and it's like this big mirror and people don't like looking in that mirror. And so what they do is they start blaming their spouse or they start nagging or, you know, creating problems out of nothing because, well, I'm not happy anymore. You're not, it's not, it's not about happiness. It's about holiness. And how many times are you constantly happy when you follow Jesus? If you're being honest, if I'm being honest, okay. If we're, if we are being honest, but for me personally, if I'm being honest, sometimes I am not happy about some of the stuff that Christ has me lay down. Right. Sometimes I am not happy in, in a specific time about, you know, not that I don't love Jesus. So this is going to sound weird. Sometimes I'm not happy about being a Jesus follower because I don't get to cuss out somebody that deserves it. Sometimes I don't get to watch certain movies. Sometimes I don't get to do the things that I want to do. And sometimes I'm like, that's stupid. I don't like it. But it's because like, he's trying to make me holy and more like him, which is the whole point. And so if relationships are supposed to reflect that, it's not about your happiness, bro. When you are at the marriage altar, and I know I'm talking a lot, but when you're at and when you're at the marriage altar, altars are known for sacrifice. It's for killing something and sacrificing it. So when you're at that altar, when you get married, it is I am saying I am sacrificing myself for you. People just, for the most part, view marriage as I get to play house. And I get to be happy, and but that is not the intention of marriage. Absolutely, we get to play house on with you know with the seal of of oh, we're okay to play house now. No, <clears throat> marriage is hard. Marriage is so hard. It is the first ministry. Yep, it is a career. Kichu was looking at me like, why are you wearing your big old boulder? <laughs> I went to the gym. Gotcha. <laughs> I was a responsible adult today. Responsible. You can't, you can't scratch your wedding ring. Yeah, that thing's a boulder, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. You know, we have to remember that not only are our spouses mirrors, but our friendships are, are mirrors as well. They have to be. 
if we only look to our spouses to be our mirrors, then well, like you're not gonna get there. You're not gonna grow. No, you need those friendships. And like, there are just so many, um, there are so many people that stay in friendships purely out of, well, we've been friends for 20 years. But I'm like, okay, but if you see it, how they treat you, if you see the fruit of their life, would you be friends with this person normally? So like, why is the 20 year tag the only thing that's keeping you in that friendship? It's like staying in a marriage because you have kids. <clears throat> Ooh. <laughs> yeah. And Ouch. teaching your kids that having an abusive marriage is normal. Exactly. I mean, now, of course, God. We have to clarify. Yes, yes, yes. Clarify this, please, because I already, 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 already hear it. We're not a, we are not proponents of divorce. We're not. Figure always, it out. I always tell my friends. I said, if you ever want to come to me and you want to rant and you're and you're wanting me to tell you to get divorced, I'm not the friend to do that because I'm always going to tell you you made a covenant before God and man first. Um, but um, I'm talking about people who are constantly not upholding their marriage vows and the covenants of marriage, abuse of any kind cheating um because there is biblical grounds for all of this absolutely um, and if he abandon if he or she abandons the, the marriage yeah absolutely um or abandons the the covenants of marriage but um yeah it's like it's like staying with somebody who beats you on a regular basis because oh we have kids mm. like no right and so we but we do that with friendships like oh like yeah, they drive me nuts and they're not really nice to me, but you know, we've been for, we've been friends since the 5th grade. That means nothing. It means nothing. It means nothing. I no. mean And I'm not saying the friendship at any point didn't mean anything, but if if that if that friendship is not pushing you towards Christ, then what are we, we doing? And pulling you backwards? What are we doing? Cut the umbilical cord. So, Keetri and I check up on each other every day every day <laughs> and i have a couple of friends that i do that with mm -hmm. it's every day there's like the standard procedure phone call yep. you know hey man where you at mm -hmm. you know and Keetri and i have on multiple occasions have said man i never had a friend check up on me every day mm -hmm. i was always that friend mm -hmm. you know and i remember Keetri telling me that and i was like well that's just who i am yeah you know i have friends that, like i mean like we check in on each other but like every day i was like I, I'm not used to this. Right. And neither was I, you know. Yeah. I remember I was like, why are you calling? <laughs> like, what's up? Are you okay? Yeah. And you're like, well, I'm just showing you what you do. I'm like, ah, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. I guess, thanks, amen. You yeah. know? And it's because that's what we need. Yeah. You know, you never know someone's day to day unless yeah. you really know what's going on. Because unfortunately, we live in such a time mm -hmm. where you don't know. No. You just don't know. Yeah. You know, one day I was great and I was dandy. The next thing I know, I'm in the ER having a fever of 100 and something. I'm like, I think I'm going to die, you guys. He's like, yeah, it was good knowing you. Yeah. Or like, you know, I've like, uh, you know, just struggled with some past insecurities or like I have some, some, some past, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's going to sound so weird. Trauma. Not trauma. <laughs> I was going to say urges, but that sounds really gross. But yeah, like some past stuff that like that pops up and I'm like, hey, um, I need to talk out my crazy with you because yeah. I need to know if I'm actually being crazy or if this is a legit issue. Right. And um, but it's good to have that. But I mean, but <clears throat> the one thing that 
I think every friendship has to have is you have to be able to hold each other accountable. You have to speak the truth and love to each other, but you cannot get mad when somebody says, yeah, you messed up there. <laughs> okay. So we're just going to, you know, call the elephant out in the room right now. Um, I wasn't meaning you, but I, like, know, I know. I mean, if the shoe fits, <laughs> I know lace that mother lover up and wear it. Uh, I'm someone that has the biggest heart for women. Oh my good gravy. And the worst impulses of any person I have ever seen. <laughs> just, we'll just act on impulse. And I'm like, I literally asked her before, like Did when she was telling me the story, I, I, I literally <laughs> asked her, I was like, do you have discernment? Cause sometimes I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I just, I hear, I hear the broken woman and my heart just, yeah, I, I tunnel focus, you know? Yeah. And so there was a, a, a church I used to be heavily involved with. We're not going to mention them because no. I don't want to like get no. sued or anything like that. No. <laughs> you know, and um, I gave a lot of money to this church and I'm not saying that I roll in riches, but you know, where there's a will, there's a way. And I did it with yeah. whole heart. Yep. And all of a sudden, last night, I'm on the phone, and without even shadow of a doubt, without even thinking, boom. Okay, go ahead. Give me, like, you know, where I can send it. And my husband and I have this rule. If it's not, if it's not for groceries or it's not for medical and it's over 150, we have to check in. Yep. You know, and I'm not saying that he controls because he doesn't. We all know. I'm no, like, that's just healthy. You because because then you can get into financial abuse, and that's right. just a whole different level of abuse. That and it's crazy. like an ongoing joke that I'm a spoiled little brat. You know, shut up. He does. He doesn't make you want for anything. He does his job as a man to provide for you. Right. I don't think that's spoiled. Amen. Women, women just hate it when because um, they're jealous because their man doesn't do that. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so I gave a couple hundred dollars mm -hmm. and. Josh got a little on impulse on impulse. It was completely on impulse. I heard the women of this city are hurting. We need you. Cool. I did it. And when he came home, I was like, Hey, I need to let you know this. And he's like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not mad. I'm mm -hmm. upset that you didn't bring it to me first. Mm -hmm. He's like, I would have said, okay. Yeah, and that was like the first question I asked you. I was just like, did you ask Josh for the money? <laughs> and then she just like covers her eyes with her hand. I was like, Jess, Lena. And I was like, do you have discernment? Because sometimes I'm not sure. And I'm like, and I think it's great that your heart posture is for it. Because like, like I've mentioned multiple times, you have a generous heart, which is beautiful. But I'm like, you're a, you're a part of a we and not a me anymore. And I was like, so what you used to do when it was just you has to go out the window and you know, it, it it'll take some time, you know, but it was just like me holding you accountable to that. I'm like, no, right. fam, like I totally get where your heart was, but like you didn't check in with your husband. Like you kind of went past his, you know, him. And like, what if he had something like discerning in his spirit that he's like, I don't feel right about this, that it didn't give him that that option right and it's kind of funny because he actually had that conversation he's like next time please just ask me because i want to go into prayer about it first with my with the lord about this yeah and of course i was like you can't tell me what to do he's like how about you go and pray about this real quick and then come talk to me and i was like yeah you're right my bad man mm -hmm. you know 
and we have to remember that those boundaries are set in our marriages, our friendships, mm-hmm. and anything for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not because we are trying to be controlling over each other. I mean, how many times have you and I had these conversations? Like, I'm a key tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yep. sure? You sure? <laughs> this is what we're doing. This is this is okay. This is the hill that we're dying on. All right, man, let's go. <laughs> yep. But then there's other times where I'm like, let's put the crazy back in the box, key tree. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta put the crazy back in the box, but it's good because we need that. But like, um, we have, we cannot continue to surround ourselves with people who will just feed into a false reality. Yeah. Like if you're surrounding yourself with people who will never disagree with you, you're setting yourself up for failure and you're also setting yourself up to just not grow. Yeah. We can't like surround ourselves with yes men. Nope. It, It will go nowhere. Nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. Go rob the bank. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. Go, go, you know, set something up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Go do that. Now what? Now who's in jail? Now who's hurting? Who's away from the Lord? Mm -hmm. And it can be anything. It doesn't have to be that, you know, extreme of like hurting somebody. But at the end of the day, if you're hurting yourself and no one's there to like love on you enough to say, let's not have that other Mm -hmm. drink. Let's not go out there and, you know, assume all these things. Let's not out there and let the crazy back. You're doing a greater disservice to yourself. And having You're not people. actually. Oh, I don't know. Say it. Nope. Say it. <laughs> Say it. Um, nope. You're actually a woman. You're not a boy. Oof. I knew this was going to go there. So let's do it. So. <laughs> Like, and, and, and this is just, if you, ha- if you don't surround yourself with people who will tell you the truth, you are not surrounding yourself with people who love you. Okay. Period. Period. And, and I use, I used the transgender thing as an extreme because that's an extreme thing. It's not extreme. Right. <clears throat> or as an extreme example of this, because what, what is happening is people are feeding into a falsity that is actually hurting that person more, but because we're afraid that we will be labeled unloving, we go with it because, we. I mean, of course, yes, we want to support our friends. We want to love our friends. Absolutely. We want, we want to, you know, we want to accept our friends and love them. However, there is a big difference between acceptance and love. Absolutely. And everyone will be like, well, um, who was, I can't, I cannot remember who said this, but she said, gee, um, it was a, some newscaster. And she said something like, Jesus would be leading the gay parade. And I said, no, he wouldn't. Excuse me. No, he wouldn't. And this is I am I'm once again using this as just like an example. This is not to show hate to any type of person. This is a person that you're like, oh no, your marriage is is totally um your husband's totally toxic when your husband is just trying to be the leader of the household and it's actually you who's being toxic. 
You know what I yeah. mean? Or it's, or it's you who has the problem or you're the one who actually needs therapy, but you're just surrounding yourself with people who are just lying to you and creating this false reality in your head to keep you held back when instead they're just, you know, they're just too afraid to be like, actually, you're the problem. Yeah. Am I the problem? Do I, am I the problem? I don't think I'm the problem. No, you're, you, you're, you're the, the problem. problem, you know? And so I just use those as examples, not to, you know, be hateful or anything like that. But it, to me, if you do not tell the people the actual truth and try to help them through it, you're keeping them in bondage. Okay. Let's talk about this. So I have a family member. We're not going to name them. We're not, you know, um, they, unfortunately have they've walked away from the lord hard Mm -hmm. they renounced their faith they said jesus is blasphemy Mm. and i was like oh man you you did you did that one yeah you know he went all the way you went for it you know and now they're getting married <laughs> and um my husband being the head of house he went into prayer about this um and he came back and he said you know what honey i know what the lord has told you mm-hmm. and i know what he's told me mm-hmm. he's like so i'm gonna give you a day and it's never gonna be the, it's never gonna be different it's it ever the same. it's always going to be the same Keetri and i have the same like Everyone that I associate myself with on a daily basis, mm-hmm. it's kind of weird. The Holy Spirit speaks to the same, the same message. If to, you're actually hearing the Holy Spirit, yeah. But especially like when you're, ta- I'm talking about like with husband and wife. If the if the if the Holy Spirit tells the husband one thing, he's not going to go and tell the wife this the, a different thing. Oh no no no! It's never going to yeah, be operator. No. It's always going to be consistent across the board. Absolutely, the same message to a different media to a different person. Yeah. Um. And I already knew in my heart mm-hmm. that it wasn't, I wasn't going to be able to go mm-hmm. because to me, I cannot support that. Mm-hmm. I will love you. We are called to love the sinner yeah. and hate the sin. And that was a prime example. Yeah. Was it easy to send my regards and say, I cannot make, cannot make it because of this reason? Yep. No, it sucks. No. And I'm still gutted. Mm-hmm. because I raised this person. Yeah. This person was my baby. Mm-hmm. And I, I had asked them, Hey, super quick question. Why did you go this way? Yeah. And without a shadow of the doubt, they paused, they sighed and they stated it's what's normal. Mm-hmm. And this person's very impressionable. They're yep. still a teenager. You know, so they went from going and becoming a pastor, becoming something so great out there to having the devil take them out. Yep. And it's another news anchor. She's super conservative. And they she was like, you know what? It's not that I don't love you. Mm -hmm. I just can't support you trying to groom the future of America. Mm. Mm-hmm. I <clears throat> I have a problem with that. Um, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. No. So, and I've 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 said this to 
couple of the people. Um, I feel like, um, and I'm a conservative, so I'm going to say this. I feel like conservatives automatically um, paint everyone as a groomer. And I don't agree with that. I feel like if if you want, um, um, I I don't believe that. And uh, I believe that there are, people who are groomers and I believe there are people who um, absolutely completely disagree with it who are not, you know what I mean? However, um, so for, for, for example, okay, there was, I can't remember where it was at, but there was going to be um, a drag show put on. Okay. They canceled the drag show when the either they were told or there was a permit put on where um, children were not allowed to come. They canceled it because kids were not allowed to come. That to me is grooming. That's weird. That's absolute grooming. That's weird. And so I feel like we have to be careful with like, you know, like the whole like groomer aspect because conservatives are throwing it around now like crazy and I don't appreciate it. Right. I, I think it, it needs to be put where it is, where it deserves. When you see, when you, when you see it in weird places with kids and adults are pushing this weird stuff on kids, that's weird. It's grooming. Oh, absolutely. It's absolutely grooming. But you know, um, I'm just like, you know, there was like somebody that was just like, Oh, all of them are groomers. I'm like, no, no, they're not. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's just like, let's call the weird stuff what it need, what it deserves to be called, you know, but it's when, when you're trying to be, loving sometimes we do stuff weird out of out of like the term of love Mm -hmm. right but love does not mean um it it doesn't mean acceptance doesn't mean acceptance of bad behavior it doesn't mean acceptance of weird theology it does not mean acceptance of weird ideology it doesn't mean acceptance of um uh, toxicity. It doesn't mean acceptance of abuse. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that we have now put under the umbrella of love that need to be taken out. Absolutely. But truth has been taken out from underneath the umbrella of love and we need to put it back in. Exactly. How many times have we, you know, sat there and said, okay, well just to save face, we're not going to say anything. You know, you know, I get told a lot. Mm -hmm. Oh man. This is one of the reasons why I deleted TikTok besides the Holy Spirit telling me for like weeks on end. (laughs) Yeah. I'm Latina. Mm -hmm. I am second generation born in America, Latina, which it's a stupid, disgusting word. It's called pocho or pocha, which means you are second generation. You come from a, you know, an Anglo-Saxon family as well. Okay. You know, you're mixed. You're not, you're not one of us, but you're not purebred. Yeah. You're a (laughs) mudblood. I know. You're a Heinz 50, whatever. And a lot of my family is. (laughs) Sorry, I was just popping a cough drop in. It kind of looked weird. Um, A lot of my family is hardcore Dems. Mm. Nothing wrong. Mm -mm you know, whatever floats your boat, finds that lost remote, you know, whatever. I don't care. Where do you come up with these things? (laughs) United States Marine Corps, man. Okay, the Marine. That makes sense. Anyways, go ahead. Grand Eaters by choice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah, that thing came in. I love it. I can't wait for you to give it to him. I love it. 
Um, so I made a TikTok about, uh, okay, I'm just going to say it. So there was a, f- his name is um, Cesar Chavez. And there's a lot of Hispanic schools in like Hispanic areas. Cesar Chavez High. And he did a lot for the, um, the farm workers, mm-hmm. a lot. Like he did like the fair wage establishments, mm-hmm. you know, um, they did a lot. And they, he got arrested a lot. However, he was a self-hating Mexican. <laughs> I cannot today with her. And um, he did not like immigrants. And he was very like, you know, if you're going to come to this country, mm-hmm. do it right. This is just, yes, we're doing the work that nobody wants to do, but do it right, man. Do it right. Do you it know? Right. And for a long time, that was my, my that's been my thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do it right. Mm-hmm. You know? And when I made this TikTok, and I called out his granddaughter because his granddaughter is now the campaign manager for an administration that I don't believe in. And I was like, let's let's not jump for joy because the Dems only use Latinos. From what I've seen, this is me, my opinion. I'm not bashing the Democratic Party. Right. When it's convenient. Mm. You know? And so my TikTok follow. You don't feel like they've actually cared about Latinos. They've just used y'all as a pawn. Right. Okay. Um, (laughs) And I can go into more of this because I actually studied politics when I was in college. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I actually wanted to be something in politics. But I was like, mm, I'd rather not sell my soul. <laughs> Let's not. Um, but my following went from like 4K to like 2K in like a day. And I was like, dang, like I didn't make this platform to talk about politics. But I did make this platform to educate my people. Mm-hmm. You know, most of my videos on TikTok were about faith we're about like you know stop being (laughs) don't be rude to the newcomer that comes in not dressed the way that you want them to be dressed in or be a better person it Mm. it was that it wasn't you know political but that's where it went for that day well it just goes to show that we have cancel culture everywhere and you know it's not like you um were like this huge celebrity right you know and and they just didn't like what you said and they can't but it just comes back to i think just our culture as a whole is we have adopted cancel culture so much as an american that we we feel like we can cancel our friendships at any given moment too oh you said something i don't like i'm gonna cancel you as my friend and you're like but what Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and just because we disagree does not mean we hate each other but um and may, maybe, maybe I'm built different. I'm built different. Maybe I'm built different that I, I don't want to surround myself with pansies. I want to surround myself with people who are actually going to like have a backbone and stand up and say the right thing and do the right thing and tell the truth and be good, loving, kind disciples of Christ. If you're, I, I don't want my ego stroked. Right. And I think that's what everybody wants nowadays. And so when me. when we made that decision, when you and I made that decision to delete TikTok, mm-hmm. I remember we did it simultaneously. At the same time, we did. Oh well, I mean, I was like, hey, I feel like we need to delete TikTok. 
And she's like, I was literally just thinking the same thing. And so um, then like, and this was just like over text. And we, I think at the same time, both sent screen recording videos of each other, like actually deleting it. And we didn't even tell each other to do that. But it like, once again, it's just like, it was that we know that we're going to be friends that hold each other accountable. And you were going to be like, where's the proof? Oh, absolutely. And I, I was like, going to be like, where's the proof? Right. Mm-hmm. Where's, where's my pudding at homeboy? Like, where's that? Uh-huh. I want my proof and my pudding. But it just baffles me. Mm-hmm. I remember when we were in Denver and we had some people not really liking the fact that I was hanging out with you guys. Mm-hmm. Remember, I don't, oh, I don't think you were there. Yeah. I'm like, what? Um, one of our friends kept on like saying, Hey, like they're looking at us too weird. And I'm like, Oh no, baby, it's not you. It's me mm-hmm. because it's my people. Same skin tone. Oh yeah, I was there. You were there. You yes. were. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we were. We were just walking out of the concert, and then there was a there was a group of uh, Latinas. Yeah, that were just like n- just nasty, glaring at you, and like all of this stuff. And it was because like you were, or you were around a bunch of white girls. And I was like, we just came out of a Christian concert. Right. Like what? <sighs> I hate to say this. There's a picture of my mom right now on Facebook. Go ahead and look at it. Oh, no. The girl's white. She white, white. Girl's she, white, white. She white, white. She's beautiful. Thank you. Gorgeous. You know, I, I, it just baffled me. Like, we still live in this day and age, my, my, my people. Like, we went to a Christian concert. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a Tupac, a Biggie, Ice Cube. It wasn't up in smoke. It wasn't anything... You know, now we were raising our hands in worship. And yeah, we were crying, and, laying hands on people. That's probably where I got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I'm just like, we just came out of a Christian concert, and you you glaring at somebody for being bun- around a bunch of white girls. And I was just like, that's that's just baffling to me. But yeah, like once again, surround like we we have to surround ourselves with relationships that I mean. Yes, they're going to, they need to build us up for sure. But I don't want my ego stroked. I don't want you to tell me what I want to hear. Sometimes you're going to have to say stuff to me that I need to hear and I might not like it at the time. You know what I mean? You might, you might have to cushion it a little bit because I'm sensitive deep down. Okay. But she's a fleshy marshmallow. I am a squishy marshmallow. Um, But you know, like there have even been like stuff that like, uh, like Caleb have said, and I, I'm just kind of like, oh, like, okay. You know, and like he like obviously said it in love. I wasn't like actually offended. Like for example, like we were talking about my birthday because my birthday is coming up soon. And I was like, you know, I bought myself some shoes and stuff like that. And he's like, why are you buying gifts for yourself like on a month that everyone else is supposed to? And I'm like, well, I just bought the gifts that are like too expensive to ask for. And he's like, well, why don't you ha- let the people who are buying that determine that? And I was like, you sound like just Lena right now. <laughs> but it was like, it was just like his way of just like, that's not for you to decide, homegirl. Like you need to let other people, you know, just like little stuff like that. But we just, you know, we can, we cannot be so quick to cut people out of our lives because of one wrong thing. But we also have to use discernment and to know when it's time to shut a door on a relationship. Absolutely. I mean, how many times have I told you, dang, dude, I just lost this friend. Mm-hmm. What do I always say? Oh, well. <laughs> Let him go. 
Room, more room for me. I'm just mm. I get more attention. <laughs> no, I just like let him go. But you know, it's funny as like then we turn around and I struggle with the same things. You know, that's right. why yeah, I'm the pot and you're the kettle. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's just really sad sometimes when you see those friendships just go, and you don't wish them wrong. You don't wish them well. It's more of like if you only knew. Mm-hmm. You know this. I pray for you. I still pray for you. I still lament. Mm-hmm. Like, dang, dude, like, <sighs> okay, I guess is what we're doing today, huh? This yeah. is this is the hill that you're going to go ahead and mm-hmm. ride or die on. Okay, mm-hmm. man. And I'm so thankful for, like, the friendships that we all have right now. Yeah. We have a really great, solid group of friends. Yeah, we really do. You know, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, I had COVID. I was dying on everybody. And I got legit homemade sourdough bread like shout out to ash for that one man i was mm, like sourdough bread is so good oh my, oh my god i want some sourdough bread ashley <coughs> next thing i know i'm getting dairy queen sourdough bread chicken and dumplings <laughs> everyone's like are you okay what can i do and i'm like yeah. nothing i'm good thanks bye <laughs> yeah. but that's that's a community that we that's me family and i encourage if anyone's young right now to really start building those friendships because yeah bad company does corrupt good morals it really does if you think that you're like the, if you're like the only like christian in your group of friends and you think that you're going to be able to like turn everyone towards christ you no you might be able to plant a seed but eventually um like i said the the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak eventually the will is gonna the will's gonna crumble yeah you know um we we just there are just some people that you can be friends from a distance but they but they shouldn't be a part of your inner circle until the fruit changes right it's in one of the gospels i think it's in all of the gospels but mainly i think i see it a lot in matthew where if you if that person hurts you, okay, forgive. If a person hurts you again, yep. then you bring it to an elder. And if they hurt you again, then you bring the church. And if they still haven't changed, then you can love them from afar. Mm-hmm. Iron is supposed to sharpen iron. Yeah, that's in Proverbs. Proverbs twenty seven seventeen. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. But if, but, but notice how it's iron sharpens iron. It's the same product. It's it's the same material. And so, you know, a lot of times, you know, we use the Bible verse that we need to be equally yoked as a, a, according to marriage. I also believe that refers to friendships as well. Um, because when it says iron sharpens iron, it's the same material. Absolutely. Now, if you take wood and iron Ooh. and you bang them together, one's going to get hurt and one's going to get dull. Exactly. I was actually in seminary. I was actually going to, wow, Holy Spirit, thank you. I was going to bring that reference up. I was in seminary school and this pastor brought up a really sharp Japanese like jujitsu knife, you know, Mm -hmm. and he had like a two by four and he starts like hacking it at every side. And then he went to go cut something like super fine, like a tomato or something. Mm -hmm. He's like, I can't cut it anymore. Mm -hmm. He's like, why is that? And like, everyone's like, why would you be doing that? Like you're ruining a knife. I'm like, hmm. That's what he's trying to portray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, 
you cannot sharpen a piece of wood. Nope. And a wood cannot sharpen a piece of, of steel. It can't. Nope. One of them's going to get dull. That's why it has to be cut from the same material. Exactly. And that's why I think we hold our friendship so close to the chest because it's mm-hmm. like we finally found the person that it's going to sound super corny right now. And, but we prayed for each other. Yeah. You know, your mom has even asked me like, where were you? Oh, yeah. I was out there in the world. You I know. was doing my own thing. <laughs> I think like Jesus yeah. didn't And it's love not me. to discredit our other friendships because oh, no, those no, friendships no. have beautiful, um, have, you know, beautiful places in our lives. It's just, it's different when it's just like, what is that sound? It's the saw. Oh, it's the saw. <laughs> okay, you know what's weird is sometimes when I hear that, I was like, are those the trumpets? I know. Jesus coming back? And then I'm like, wait, no, everyone else is still here. Dang it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Jesus, still here. There's like a, a weird saw thing going on in the background. I was like, what in the world? You know, but, it, but it's like, um, you know, it's kind of like that biblical friendship of David and Jonathan. It's just kind of like one of those spirit things. Um, but, you know, like I just... Um, I hung on to some friendships for so long that I should not have, you know, it, like, you know, that I should, I should have cut them loose, you know, a lot sooner than I did. Um, and, and it was just because I was just like, well, you know, I, I it was out of people pleaser mode for sure. Um, and I just didn't want to be hurt and I didn't want to be the jerk or whatever, but sometimes you just, you have to draw those boundaries. And if you are, if you feel like you are being sucked dry, it's just, it ain't for you, fam. Exactly. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, these people are like the best friends I've had for a really long time. They've done good for me. Okay. Do they make you holy? Mm-hmm. Are they the reason why you're consistently getting yourself into predicaments that you shouldn't be in? Mm-hmm. Are they constantly selfish and self-centered and only talking about them? Are you finding yourself sitting there asking, wondering why you're being asked to do something when it's, you know, against everything you believe in. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've done that. Especially for young teens. Yeah. Like sometimes we're just like in these friendships or just like, because you want that community and you want that closeness and you're afraid that you might never, ever get another friend that's like as close as that person. Yeah. Or, or as they once were, you know, or something like that. But then it's just like, but, and it's, and it's not always about like, what can they give you? Um, but sometimes it's just like, they just pull from you. It's always about them. It's never, it's never, you know, love is never reciprocated back towards you. Um, they're starting to, um, do things or get themselves into predicaments that, um, are unhealthy, are dangerous, are, um, toxic abusive whatever and then then they're trying to pull you into it because misery loves company absolutely there's a i think it's a verse in titus i I, i'm not sure but i'm sure it's in titus that you know we're supposed to be full Mm -hmm. to fill Mm -hmm. and we're supposed to be filled Mm -hmm. to pour it is in titus i think it's titus too i think so (laughs) um we can't be drawing from an empty vessel. No. And if your friendships are doing that, then what are you doing? Mm-hmm. 
we need to have more self-worth because our friends are not going to be the the reason why we have that worth. Our yeah. worth comes from Jesus. Yeah. I'm so glad you said it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like another like really good rule of thumb for friendships, for relationships, whatever. If you are not happy with you, you cannot expect anyone else to be happy with you. Mm. You can't. If you are looking for somebody else to make you happy, if you are looking for somebody else to fulfill you, it's never going to happen. They're always going to let you down. And it's because if you hate you, how on earth are you going to expect anyone else to love you when you can't even love you? Exactly. There's that one saying like, you know, you can, how are you, how do you expect to sit there and show people the love of Christ when you don't even believe that Christ loves you. Mm. I'm going to say that one more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking someone to church right now. Mm-hmm. How do you expect to show people the love of Christ if you don't even believe that Christ loves you? And I get it. We all have those dry moments, those Absolutely. dry seasons. You know, there was a cool minute where I went through like the Sahara Desert and I was like, I just want to hear from you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. But there's times where we're so engulfed in our own that Jesus is like, I'm going to be right here whenever you're ready. Let me know. One thing that came to mind, I feel like the Holy Spirit brought up. When you said you're like in the Sahara Desert, mm-hmm. kind of wandering around, you're like, um, where are you? Every time that um, anyone in scripture was in the wilderness or in the desert, it was because God wanted to bring them to himself. Oh, absolutely. Uh, exactly. But what do we do? We automatically become selfish. We automatically think that, you know, he doesn't want relation with us. So he left us out here. And if we pushed back that flesh mm-hmm. and we really got to the core of it, mm-hmm. what's up? Why would you bring me through the desert? What are you trying to show me? First and foremost, he's trying to bring you to himself, which always means that everything needs to be centered first and foremost to him. But he brought the Israelites into the wilderness to bring them out of bondage. Well, I got asked today in my doctor visit. My doctor has really big hands. Okay. (laughs) I I, I don't know where this is going. Just, just hear me out with this one. And as he was checking my thyroid and he had his hand around my neck, I got triggered. Mm, Yeah. And I started shaking And his next question was, are you in a safe environment? And I giggled because I was like, y'all don't even know how fast I would snap Joshua. (laughs) Like, (laughs) right. You know, she hopes that is. But it's just, you know, it's that past trauma. Right. And I was on the phone with Ashley and she said, you know, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And I started crying and she's like, the Lord allotted you Mm -hmm. to, to go through this trauma so that not only you had the heart for women that you have, but you know how to speak, how to act from that trauma. Because you were in the trenches at one point. Exactly. Yep. So when I was in my desert, you know, going through it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've been sitting for so long. I know, my back hurts. Um you know, we, when I was going through that desert, 
I always asked him why. I went through a, a woman's shelter. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, and now that I'm in a whole different, a whole new world, it's a whole different. It's not just because of my marriage. No. It's because I'm, I literally surrendered that to Jesus. Yeah. Cause I was a bitter, bitter woman. Yeah. Angry, murderous. Like if I ever saw him again, it would be a rap. He would know who mm-hmm. I am. Don't you know? And now it's like, oh, Jesus, please, please, Jesus, just set a stumbling block upon him. Mm-hmm. And that's my prayer for him. Mm-hmm. As, as often as he'll come to my mind, Jesus, please. Because mm-hmm. we're called to pray for our enemies and those who have done us wrong. And that is the true relation that I have gotten with Jesus through coming to our church, mm-hmm. through the relationships I have now, yep. through the marriage I have now. Mm-hmm. When it just goes to show that like blessings come out of the wilderness. Oh yeah. He turned you know. graves into gardens. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and it's I'm like, you know, he gave, uh, you know, he gave the Israelites the promised land, but they had to wander in the desert for 40 years because they made their own stupid choices and they decided to keep themselves there for a while. Um, and then it was also to bring him to himself. And ultimately, like the ultimate relationship should be Christ first. Yeah. You know, we've been talking about friendships. We've been talking about relationships. But like if you don't have Christ as your ultimate number one relationship then no other relationship is going to be um, is, is going to be able to hold a candle ever. That flame is going to be bl- you know, blown out real quick. Because if we don't know who we are in our identity in Christ, and if we do not know how loved and how valuable we are through him, we cannot expect anyone else to see the value or the love in us either. And then it just goes on into, well, if that relationship isn't for me, that does not demote my value. Exactly. I just want to encourage everybody to mm, go on. Have your coming to Jesus moment. Yeah. You know, Acts is one of my favorite books in the Bible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had posted something on Facebook this week. Paul was a murderer. Yep. And it took him three days to get it together. You know, Pete. He had to be blinded first, though. I know. And he he had to get blinded by God. Yep. And then the scales were removed in Damascus. Yep. Peter was a fisherman that was a gambler. Yep. Mary was somebody that was not only out there, you know, running amok, but she let stuff come in her. Mm -hmm. The woman with the. um, I almost said something massively inappropriate. Yeah, can you not, (laughs) ma'am? You know, the woman with adultery, what happened? Get up and sin no more. Yep. And she followed him. The woman with the issue of blood, within a day, as soon as she had the faith to touch his garment, I'm going somewhere, Mm -hmm. I don't know why I'm saying this, but I need people to understand that y'all need to have your coming to Jesus moment, and I Mm -hmm. hope it happens soon. Yep. Because... You'll never be the same. You know, he turned me a legit... Gang-banging, drug-dealing, hating the world would show you who I am. Screw you, for lack of a better word. Pay me. I don't Mm -hmm. care what your story was. Pay me 
to and I have my money. I know, right? <laughs> to this person that will go broke. And I'd rather go negative than to see someone go hungry. Mm-hmm. You know. And I know that the heart was always there, mm-hmm. but but the conditions of the circumstances of where I lived at and how I grew up made me who I needed to be at the time. And I really do refer to myself a lot to Paul because I didn't care. At one point or another, you would have, you know, you wanted to piss me off. Happy Oh, God, I hope you have really great health insurance. That was literally my question before I would get into a fight. Do your parents have really great health insurance for you? Because once I rock you, it's not hap- It's not going to stop. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, what can I do to help? Mm-hmm. So please yeah. have your coming to Jesus moment. Just, just do it. Don't yeah. be like Nike because they suck. But just, just give in. Mm-hmm. Just surrender. Your the altar doesn't have to be someone's church. Your the altar can be your home. It can be your car. It could be the bathroom for it's crying. Any out. place where you decide to lay your life down. Absolutely, because that's what an altar is. Exactly, and I just hope that you guys are so touched by this podcast the way. I send this to podcast to everybody and everyone's always so touched by it. Yeah. So I hope that you are touched by it. Yeah. I hope that you have your coming to Jesus moment. I hope you have your Damascus moment where you have the scales from your eyes, your ears, your head, your mouth removed. Yep. And you live sold out for him. If you're sold out for the devil, you were sold out for going out there and partying. You were sold out for that dude, sold out for that girl. Sold up for that friendship that mm-hmm. continuously did nothing for you. How about you become sold up for someone that has made you have life mm-hmm. and, and won't you, use you exactly and giving you the life that you needed? Yeah, that's my um, that's my soapbox speech. I'm off now. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I'm just I'm like preach it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. We need to have friendships that are based in God, based around Jesus. Um, you know, I'm not saying we're not saying you have no, no friends who are, um, you know, non-Christians, but the people you should, you need to look at your circle. And if you would not want to be like any of your friends, or if you'd not be proud to be the person they are, you need to reevaluate your circle and look at the fruit of the people of, of, of their lives. Does it reflect Christ or does it reflect the world? Come on, somebody. You need to, we need to have friends that will rip off the roof off of off of a home. Yep. Not even on your own home. Somebody else's. To lower you down to Jesus so that they have the faith that they have to help you to save you from yourself at times. Yep. Because if you don't have friends like that, then you have enemies in your circle and you have imposters. Yep. It's so true. It's so true. It was a good episode. I'm like, I feel like that's where, I feel like that's where it needs to close. Yeah. It felt, it felt good. Yeah. It was great. Well, thanks for being with us again. What? Oh, salvation prayer. Jessalina wants to do a salvation prayer. You can do it. Is your idea? Do you want me to hold your hand while you do it? No, don't touch me. (laughs) (laughs) You might give me the Rona again. I didn't give you the Rona. I didn't say you gave it to me. I said oh. you, I can get it again. I don't have the Rona. What do you have then? Just a frog a, in your throat? 
Yes. <laughs> a, a cold? <laughs> I only have one lung, ma'am. Well, <laughs> um, all right, let's do this. I've never done a salvation prayer, but I'm done. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right, let's bow our heads in reverence. And wherever you're at, if you're listening to this while you're driving, don't bow your head in reverence. Just have reverence in your heart. <laughs> have your eyes open. We don't, we don't need any more car accidents, please. I know. Um, Heavenly Father, we just give our hearts to you, O Lord. We give our lives to you once again, Father God. Remove the scales from our eyes. Remove the scales from our ears, from our hearts. Give us a heart of flesh that is made in you, guarded in only your word. But remove the heart of stone that we have allowed ourselves to have. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I'm no longer a sinner because I am made new in you. Mm-hmm. Allow me to never lose my salvation in you. Mm-hmm. Continue to refine me. Continue to love me. Allow myself to meet you and not you meet me where I'm at ever again. Mm-hmm. Remove all things that are not of you. Purify me in only your blood. Heal me in your stripes. Allow me to get up and pick up my cross and sin no more. Only in you. In your mighty and precious name, Jesus Christ, amen. Well, oh, um, little tidbit. So, um, I'm starting a new series, um, and it is, um, it's, I can't exactly, you know, I haven't figured out what I'm going to call it, but I think it might, um, be like, um, you know, like dear, uh, Dear Younger Me, and it's a series where I have a heart for younger teens, ages like 13 to 19, uh, girls who, if you feel like you need biblical advice or, um, you know, you want me to speak on something or you have like a situation or, you know, something that you want me to talk about, send me an email to igstrusts at gmail.com. I w- it will be read anonymously. Um, and so, um, you won't have to worry about privacy or anything like that, but, um, you know, with your parents' permission, (laughs) you know, um, I just, I just felt like if I maybe had somebody to, to talk to or seek advice out to when I was, um, a young teen, I might've not made as stupid choices. And plus it's just hard being a kid in today's age. So if you want to have your email possibly read on an episode, um, send me, send me an email and I would, I would love to do that because I definitely have a heart for, for younger kids and giving advice, but biblical. Absolutely. Um, I don't know why this is on my heart, but if you or anyone, you know, is actually going through, um, an abusive relationship, Mm -hmm. here's a number. You are not alone. Yep. Um, it is a 800-799-7233. Once again, it's 800-799-7233. You're not alone. And abuse is not a a relationship that God wants you to be in. They they will do it again. If they loved you, it would have never happened the first time. Yep. Amen. Yep. We love you. God bless you. And continue to just walk in the Lord. See you guys next time. Bye.